0: These little things add up. Just like everything, the little things do add up. So, you know, parking your car a little bit farther, taking the stairs instead of the elevators, the stuff that you know, think about how you can implement that in your life because that does increase this neat burn, which really helps. Long term throughout your day, if you can move just a little bit more, that's actually Now I'm not telling you to cut your workouts out, but that is as beneficial as exercise, like your daily movement patterns. Even like walking to the mailbox, like going for a quick little walk. It doesn't have to be this 40-minute power walk. It's just finding those little things.
1: Welcome to the Messy Mom podcast by Fit Mama and 30. I'm Bailey.
0: And I'm Carrie.
1: And the Messy Mom podcast is all about ditching the idea of perfection during motherhood and embracing the messy, ranging from topics about pre and postnatal health and wellness, infertility, mom guilt, and of course, the craziness that comes with raising a family.
0: So if you would like to live on this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review as this helps other mamas learn to embrace the messy with us. So get ready for 30 minutes of real, raw, and messy content. Let's get started.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Messy Mom Podcast. We hope you had an amazing weekend. Obviously, it is Bailey and Carrie, (laughs) just the two of us. We can make it if we try. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's just Carrie and I. And we haven't done a podcast about a specific topic that we know a lot about. (laughs) In quite a long time, our last one we did, which you guys really liked, was our coffee chats, talking about what's in and out of 2023, which was a lot of fun. But there wasn't a whole lot of learning, we'll say, to that. But with that said, it was a lot of fun. So today we decided to discuss something that we get asked probably almost every day, and that is, how do I lose fat mass? How do I build muscle? So we thought today's podcast would be Great to discuss the five ways that you can maximize burning fat while also building muscle. And we have some five points that we just wanted to discuss with you guys. You've probably heard us talk about them before, but we thought we would kind of tie it all up, put a nice little bow on it, and give it to you in this podcast. So we're just going to kind of go down the line. And as always, after this, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to ask us and we'll get more into that as well.
0: So, do you have anything you want to add, Carrie? No, I think that did it. This is like, this is like you said, I love that you said, we're finally talking about something that we know something about. It's so true. Like this is- We haven't
1: done it in a long time. I was like, wow, we've always either had a guest or the last one we did that was just you and I was was like more fun and not saying this isn't fun, but we just haven't talked about a topic that we know a lot about. Yeah. You know, like substance. I get it. I like <laughs> it. And I apologize if I sound super nasally. I currently have a cold, not fun. Something I realized that when you have young kids and they get sick, then you get sick, sick after. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. So if you hear me sipping, I got my tea here, all the things. So apologize for that. But hey, we're working with it.
0: You sound good. You actually you sound really do good I. today. Do yeah. I? Oh, good. Good. Do. I do
1: feel I do feel a little better. I feel like tomorrow I'm gonna wake up and be be good, hopefully. Hey, you do. You sound good. Thank you for medicine and hydration <laughs> and oh, sleep. That's that's all for sure. All right. So we're going to get right into it here. So top five things to maximize fat loss and also building muscle. Number one, which you've heard us talk about so many times is consuming enough protein. And Carrie, feel free to add anything you want to add to this as well. But time and time again, when I am looking at a client's food log, when they're giving telling me what they're eating, I can almost nine times out of 10 look at it and say they are not consuming enough protein. And protein literally helps you stay fuller longer, keeps you more satiated, and it helps increase overall muscle mass when done in the right way. The recommended daily allowance is 0.8 to 1 gram per kilogram, which is actually very, very low, and that is almost the amount that is needed just to keep you healthy and not sick. So you can actually, for the majority of people, now if you you know have a condition and your doctor is saying you need to keep it to that amount or lower, then of course you need to do that. But for the majority of people, we can be upping that, and typically we recommend anywhere from around twenty to thirty grams of protein per meal and about 10 to 15 for snacks. And I'm even more along the lines of the higher end
0: of that, wouldn't you say? Oh, total. I mean, I think I actually front load my first meal mm-hmm. because I know that if I don't, and it's usually my, it is usually right after my workout, but I front load that front meal and might get 40 grams in my first meal just so that I know if one of those meals or snacks is lower, I've already got it in for the day. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. And that's a good point. And that's, a tip that I tell a lot of my clients is really that first meal, you always hear breakfast is the most important meal of the day. When it comes to protein, it really is. Because like I mentioned earlier, protein is what helps you keep keep you satisfied. It takes longer to digest and that's why. And not only that, but it's just helping regulate your blood sugars at the start of the day, which is super important. When your blood sugars are more regulated at the start of the day, chances are they're going to be more regulated throughout the day if you have a healthy you know, blood sugar and stabilization. So super important to make sure that you are getting in an adequate amount of protein. Like I mentioned, we recommend at least 20 to 30 grams per meal, 10 to 15 grams at snack time. Again, Carrie and I both agree maybe a little bit more on the higher end. And I always get asked, well, how much protein do I need day by day? and it really is individualized like i like to say more on that higher you know 20 to 30 grams per meal but it could be different depending on your age your activity level so i can't really tell you know all of you in one podcast that you need to be getting this amount of protein because it should be different but if you try to aim for that 20 to 30 that's typically a decent amount
0: yeah cuz like just like what you're saying that's like mm-hmm. we we always go higher but like i mean even at a minimum most of us weigh I would think over a hundred pounds. So uh you know, if you add up what we just suggested, you're hitting at least a hundred grams a day. Like, and that's like almost the minimum that, and that's still probably you know, based on everyone's goal or what your body size or your goal weight is probably still low. But like, I mean, that's even a good number to even think of, start thinking toward. Like, because like you said, every time we look at someone's log, they're like, "I'm eating a ton of protein," and it's like. 60 grams. I'm like, whoa, that's not very much.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's like you think it is, but in reality it's not. Which kind of leads me to my next next point about protein is you really want to look at the quality of your proteins because they're all not created equal. You know, when I think of good quality proteins, I'm thinking of a lot of the animal proteins. So like chicken, grass fed beef, bison, eggs, dairy and then of course some supplements whey protein specifically if you're you know vegan or vegetarian i typically recommend a pea protein and that's because they all contain essential amino acids so there are 20 amino acids 9 of them are essential amino acids and essential means that our bodies do not make them therefore we have to get them from our diet and this leads me to my next point that Right now, and I might get some heat for saying this, but I know you agree with me, Carrie, is that collagen I see all the time as a protein source. And I know I'm probably going to ruffle some feathers saying this,
0: but I I, I got your back because you know how I feel
1: about it. Science is science, and collagen is not a complete protein, you guys. So while I do love collagen for a lot of things, especially glycine in particular, during pregnancy, very important pregnant women need more glycine in their diet. It is not a complete protein. So when you are seeing people adding it to their coffee, yes, that's great for other reasons, but it cannot be counted as part of your protein for the day because it's not complete. So if it's not complete, it can't be a protein source, a a high quality protein source to help you with things like fat loss and muscle building. So it actually has a score, a protein score of zero for that reason. So I probably, I know people are like, "What?" I thought I was, you know, getting nine grams because that's what it says on the label. Well, yes, it's nine grams of protein, but that doesn't mean it's complete protein. So something that's very
0: important to put out there, in my opinion, hundred percent. It is. It's like my first question when someone says I'm using a protein supplement, and I'll say, "Great, what type?" Because that's what usually what you see, you know it's it's the trendy thing to do right now throw it in everything which to you said yeah there's benefits mm-hmm. but not muscle growth benefits not yes. fat loss benefits that is not good quality protein for those two goals
1: uh-huh yeah so i mean i use collagen i know you do like we I, both use it we both love it but to be considered part of your protein for the day it just can't because it's not complete because it's lacking some of those essential amino acids
0: Yep, 100% agree. I'm on. I gotcha. (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) Well, that brings us right into number two that goes with muscle building and fat loss. And you know, we're going to say it. It's our whole program is based on it, and that is strength training. Oh, yeah. Not just strength training either. So, yes, if you're going to just do something, please go lift some weights. However, we're talking about progressive strength training, and that means progressive as the name implies is you are gradually increasing your strength in some manner. So that doesn't always mean you have to increase your weight. There are so many ways to build strength without just going from like, all right, I'm lifting five pound dumbbells to I have to lift 25. That is one way. Progressive overload is a way, but there's other ways to do it. You can do it with band work. You can do it with time under tension. You could do it with tempo changes. There's so many ways to switch up your strength training approach to get those results and help your body adapt. Which is why if you've ever done any one of our workouts, you'll notice we use a variety of those methods, a variety of type of trainings, and we're always changing it up. So muscle is key for so many things. So we're obviously talking about it for fat loss, but it's great for bone density, for longevity, for metabolism. You, The older we get, the less muscle. I'd actually looked it up before this call. I was trying to think of what after you reach your peak Muscle potential, if you will, at 30 to 35. I'm older than that, unfortunately. <laughs> even, even your birthday is tomorrow, 30. actually. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so, even, even on the day we're recording this, that is,
0: yeah, you know, I'm a little, I'm almost to that 40 mark. So, every year after those ages, your muscle mass starts to decline. So, you've got to do something about it. So, I'm you, once you're 30, 35, you hit your peak muscle potential. And then it starts to decline slowly at first. And then once you hit that 65 to 70-year-old, it goes fast. But there's ways to combat that. And one of those is strength training. So one of the things Bailey and I always say, it's not that there's nothing wrong with cardio. We both love cardio. We both do cardio. But it's not the focus of our strength training routine. If you would ask Bailey and I what we do on a weekly basis, I mean, I think this is probably the same for you too. Mm -hmm. We're at a minimum. Of two to three times a week, and honestly, it's more like four to five for me. Is that what mm-hmm. it is for you? I would say four yeah, yeah. four three to four, three to four for me for strength training, yeah, and that's that's the focus of our program and If you follow along with our fit mom and thirty program, you'll see we have four strength sessions, usually one hit day and then one rest day, which we'll get into that, and then one like leisure day, whatever it is you want to be so Strength training's it, like it just is. Like if that's what you're going to do, you you need you got to you've got to put it in there somehow. And there's so many ways to get started. Another note, that's for muscle. I know the whole topic of this podcast is fat loss, muscle gain, but there's a million benefits for pregnancy too.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Bailey and I talked a lot about this when we launched our prenatal and our postpartum program. It's obviously as if if you if you have been pregnant before, you know that there's a lot of aches and pains that come with that. And strength training can help combat some of that. So the stronger your lower back is, the stronger your core is, the less alignment shifts you're going to experience, the more support your body is going to have. So it is going to alleviate some of those aches and pains. And it can lower the risk of a lot of things like preeclampsia, gestational diabetes. It can also decrease the chances that you would need medical intervention during your labor and delivery. Decrease. We're not going to sit here and say guaranteed. We always like to throw that in there. We are not guaranteeing Mm -hmm. anything. These are just all all things that studies have shown that help. So again, it's just like what we talk about. If you, it's it's science, it's facts here. It's been proven time and time again, just like strength building for longevity and muscle building. It's something you have to do. You have to find a way to get strength training into your routine.
1: Mm -hmm. And what would you say to someone who says, well, I hear that strength training makes you bulky.
0: Oh, you know how I love this one. It does. I know everyone. Why I asked, right? I know <laughs> you have to realize that the bulk of muscle actually comes from what you put in your body. So, I lift really heavy. There's some days I lift really, really heavy, and there's some days that I lift really, really light. It's great to do the kind of the different. It's not the strength training that make- gives you the bulk. It's actually the consumption. So, if you overconsume, so for instance, I used to be in the fitness comp- competition world. If you wanted to bulk up. You didn't do that by lifting heavier weights. you did that by what you consume, so no, whatever whatever you want to do, however you want to lift, is not going to cause you to bulk. It's going to be more of what you consume in conjunction with lifting that's going to cause the bulk, not the muscles you're building yourself. So if you don't be afraid to pick up twenty five pound dumbbells and do some squats for fear of bulking, because it's just not going to happen.
1: Yeah, and I feel like that is the number one question we get from people when we mm-hmm. do tell them to strength train. Like, yeah. well, I don't want to get bulky. And it's like, well, you can't get bulky if you're not over consuming.
0: <laughs> exactly. It's always about the nutrition,
1: right? Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely strength training is going to help you so much more than anything else. And you made a good point of kind of doing it depending on, you know, you could be over the age of 40 listening to this or even older, but I think it's important one to start anytime. But if you are, you know, under 35, take what you can right now, right? And really get into that good habit because that's only going to benefit you later in life, especially when we're, you know, all hopefully older.
0: (laughs) Yeah. If you were 30 right now, I would be my main goal, male, female, anyone. If you are 30 years old, your main goal should be gaining muscle, maximizing Mm -hmm. your muscle gain to its potential. And that always ends up that the one thing is when you concentrate on that, you always end up with fat loss and you always, you are always going to move toward your goal. If you make that your focus, that's just Mm -hmm. the way it's the way it works. It's a beautiful thing.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Exactly. Are you currently pregnant, postpartum or beyond? Lucky for you, Fit Mom on 30 has an exercise and nutrition program for every stage of motherhood. And the best part, the workouts are 30 minutes or less. We know there are about a million online fitness options at your
1: fingertips, but our science-backed and doctor-approved fitness and nutrition programs are designed to support you wherever you're at. From safe and effective pre- and postnatal workouts to our
0: 30-minute strength and cardio conditioning classes, there's truly something for everyone. Did we also mention that we have seasonal recipe guides to nourish not only you, but your entire family? Because let's face it, ain't no one gonna be making multiple meals in my house.
1: We know finding the time to exercise and eat well can be challenging once you become a mom, and that's exactly why
0: we started Fit Mom in 30. We want you to find your groove again with fitness and nutrition, which is why you can try any of our Fit Mom in 30 programs completely free for seven days. And if you decide you want to stick with us after the seven days, you can get $10 off your membership. All you
1: have to do is enter the code podcast at checkout. All right, next is rest day and sleep. So we're kind of putting these two together. So important. And it's just as important to have rest days as it is to work out. Rest days allow muscles the opportunity to recover and repair. It helps reduce the risk of injuring yourself by overexercising. You know, I think when a lot of people are hitting it hard and Say, you know, say, I need to go every single day. Well, when you do that, you're at risk for injuring yourself because your muscles are being used too much, essentially. So, making sure that you have a rest day, at least one, is super important. And that doesn't even mean that you just, you know, lie in bed all day, right? It doesn't mean that. It means maybe you just are going for a walk or maybe you're doing some yoga or something that is just not as heavy. Just something that's a little bit lighter. Maybe it's some stretching because it's, there's so much benefit to it. And sleep, the same thing. You do most of your muscle building and recovery when you sleep. There's something called growth hormone. And when you are sleeping, you produce more growth hormone, which is vital in muscle repair and muscle building. When your sleep is disturbed, then that decreases. Therefore, it's not doing the work that it needs to. So it's so important that you are getting at least six to eight hours of sleep each night and trying to make that consistent. I know if you have young kids, you might be like, ha, yeah, right. (laughs) But just trying to make it as much of a priority as you can. That's something I really had to work on. And I've gotten a lot better, but I definitely still have work to do in this space when it comes to sleep. Rest days, I'm really good at resting. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on my rest days, and I'm always like, oh, it's my rest day. I'm not. I'm not exercising today. Hard <laughs> sleep. I. I'm getting. I'm getting a lot better at which we've like we've talked about before, Kara. We know you're really great at sleep.
0: <laughs> I, I really am. I am. I have. I just prioritize it. Like it's mm-hmm. just been one of those things. I used to teach, you know, group fitness classes at the butt crack of dawn. So it was like. If I have to be up at five, I'm going to be in bed by like nine or 9.15. And it was like, but it's, it's something, it was one of those habits I had to sit on my phone and just follow along with it. Mm-hmm. But you know, another, hey, here's a mom tip for you out there about sleep. My six-year-old son is like super into like strength, like what's going to make me strong. He likes ninja. <laughs> so just talking about sleep and how that's when you muscle, I told him that the other day and guess who wants to sleep more. Oh, so, there you go. There you go There home. you go. If you're looking for, if someone's very concerned about gaining strength and growing, I told him that's when he does his growing and his strength building. And now he's like really concerned about his sleep. So
1: <laughs> winning. That's, yeah. That's a good hack, a good so sleep hack right there. Yeah. And I, I think it's just important not only for muscle building, but just overall energy. You know, when I'm not getting enough sleep and, or if I stay up watching a Netflix show, and i know that i'm not putting my sleep first when crew wakes up at 6am i feel awful oh, yeah so not only does it affect you know muscle building and just overall fat loss but how you feel too just on a daily basis which is no surprise that's not new right i mean everyone knows that but it's easier said than done so i think just trying to set a routine get into the habit of that putting it on your phone that's what i started doing is saying putting a timer or I have that sleep app that you have like the sleep schedule, the sleep schedule. Yeah. On my Hi. phone. Um, if you have an iPhone, which I feel like a lot of people do and I'm sure other, you know, carriers have mm-hmm. that as well, but it will give you a reminder like 30 minutes or how, whenever you set it of when you want to go to
0: bed. So that's helped me as a little reminder as well. I've actually, been kind of, kind of geeked out on sleep too. Like, you know how you're, if you set that, those who do, I know we're, we're an Apple family over here. So it's like, <laughs> We have like, I have the Apple watch. So if you put on your, if you set a sleep schedule, the health app will actually show you like how long you were in deep sleep, how long you were in interrupted. So if you're a new mom, I probably wouldn't recommend it. It's going to be very, very, very discouraging, but <laughs> it was interesting to see. I thought I was waking up like three or four times a night because I was hearing like hearing sounds or hearing the kids and it shows you like you can see the spikes. Like, so it's really, it's really cool what you can learn. And I was actually just reading a whole thing about how most people should be sleeping in a sleep mask because like little like LED lights can disturb your sleep patterns like you would not believe. So yeah, if you want to try that, I still (laughs) something weird about that to me, but I'm working my way. I haven't gotten there yet. I haven't I haven't either. You know what I did do though? This has nothing
1: to do with what we're talking about, but might as well talk about it. I got a uh, satin pillowcase. Oh yeah, for your hair. And it's for my hair. It's supposed to be better for your skin. It's more breathable. So, yeah, I'm trying that out. It's more cooling, makes sense, right?
0: Have you noticed it? Does it work? Does have you?
1: No? Um, I've only been using it for a couple of days, so I feel okay. like I can't. I mean, I, I think it works. I don't know. I mean, I've been sleeping pretty good, but I've also That's been, like, you know, taking NyQuil at night. So,
0: <laughs> so there, there's that. So, there's I don't know that. that.
1: So, when I'm not, when I don't have a cold, I'm not taking medicine, then I'll let you know.
0: That sounds good. Yeah, silky pillow, NyQuil. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Who How knows? <laughs> That's great. Oh, I love it. Well, good. Well, yeah. That's so sleep, y'all. Consistent sleep. Add that to the list, which probably isn't new to anyone, right? No, it's not new, but it's like I feel like you need these reminders of like if you just do the do, if you consistently do these things, like you would change your life. Like yeah. that's what's so like. I know this is like, I have, okay, but we do have one that I don't know. We we don't talk a lot about this, so let me tell you about the next one. Why don't you? The next one is something called. NEAT. So I don't know if you've, you've probably heard in theory, you're going to understand what it means, but so NEAT is a non-exercise activity thermogenesis. We're going to call it NEAT. So I don't have to keep saying that 500 <laughs> times, but what that is, that basically means the calories that are burned outside of your formal exercise. So steps, this is like where steps are going to come in. Like I know we're all familiar with your watch yelling at you, or you're aiming for 10,000 steps a day. Bailey are are not big sticklers on numbers like we don't love these like just like we don't like like we said everyone has the same protein goal, everyone has the same calorie goal. We also don't like everyone who has the same step goal because it's not realistic and it really depends on your lifestyle. That kind of goes into hand in hand with what neat is. Because neat is a great way to improve your fat loss and improve your overall health. So if you think about it, you know, if you work out for an hour a day, that's 4%. That's 4% of your calories is from your exercise. That means the rest of it is from whatever you do in your day. So this can be as little as like fidgeting. I don't mean you like to sit here and like wiggle in your chair. You can't. <laughs> A little podcast dance if you want to. <laughs> totally.
1: That's I the mean, clip that I'm using for our
0: yes, teaser, by yes. the way. <laughs> I mean, how, how could you not? <laughs> I mean, I can't tell you that's not what I look like if I turn on music while I'm working. It's probably a good thing. You don't have to do that at work, but it's like it's whatever extra movement you can create. So you know, while steps are a great goal, another like easy things to think about: easy things you can do. So this is a lot for like those of you who work at a desk job all day long. Like, what can you do to add these what we call like neat into your life? So that's like go to a different bathroom. So if you have a bathroom that's like 13 steps away and you have one that's maybe two floors down, go to that one go fill up your water bottle. Like, you know that, you know how your watch yells at you to like stand up and you're like, no, (laughs) stand. (laughs) Well, the reason the watch does that is it's actually not to be annoying, but it is to do these kind of things because these little things add up just like everything. The little things do add up. So, you know, parking your car a little bit farther, taking the stairs instead of the elevators, the stuff that, you know, think about how you can implement that that in your life, because that does increase this neat burn which really helps long term throughout your day if you can move just a little bit more that's actually I'm not telling you to cut your workouts out but that is as beneficial as exercise like your daily movement patterns even like walking to the mailbox like going for a quick little walk it doesn't have to be this 40 minute power walk it's just finding those little things
1: mhm and i love that because it's so simple i know it doesn't take a lot of time either Mm-mm. Could be something very small, like you mentioned, going filling up your water, and I think people are looking for those types of things. Things, that, especially busy moms, right? If they can't schedule in a workout, we always say some movement is better than no movement at all, and I think that fits in really nicely with that yeah. because it's so true. We'd rather have you move a little bit than not at all, and each little
0: thing that you do is going to make improvements. Absolutely, like it. Like that was a great, yeah, great example of. I think I did a reel the other day about like do some squats in the kitchen while you're cooking dinner. Like, didn't get into workout? Do 15 squats. Like, that's extra movement and Mm -hmm. it's working your muscles. Like, no, you you didn't go down there and do a formal workout, but that's a like those little things. If you would just, you know, I have had people tell me all the time, I don't have time to work out. Okay, stand up. When you stand up, when your watch yells at you, do 10 squats, 10 air squats. That takes like no time at all. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. That's a great way to do it.
1: Yeah, and I think when you think about. Movement, sometimes when you put it into that perspective, it makes exercise not seem as bad. If you say, I'm going to, if you're someone who doesn't like exercise, I should say, if I'm going to go move my body, if you put it in that way rather than I'm going to go exercise for X amount of time, for some reason in my mind, at least, the word movement doesn't seem as intense as the word exercise does. So if you can think of it that way,
0: I think it just puts you in a better mindset to move. I totally agree. Yeah. Especially in a day when you're not feeling like it, like I have to go exercise or I have to get my work at it. And whereas like I get to go move, like it feels like you get to go do it versus uh-huh. a forced thing. Exactly. Yeah, I do. I like that. Well, I love that. I think that's a, that's a good one.
1: And finally is hydration. Again, I think it's no surprise to any of us that saying properly hydrated is super important literally there's not one cell in your body that doesn't need water. So that right there just tells you how important it is when it comes to muscle building and fat loss as well. Every single organ system and every single cell of your being needs to stay adequately hydrated. And again, not for just these two things, but for everything, digestion, bones and joints, literally every single cell, guys. And that's why you always hear it. And you have since the time you were little, how important staying hydrated is. Yet I would say most people aren't adequately staying hydrated. And I'm not perfect 100% of the time. I'm a lot better than I probably was years ago. But I think if you can remember to just constantly always have some little water bottle. I feel like water bottles are a very in thing right now, especially like with the Stanley cups and all the things going on and all the hundreds of water bottles that we both have, there's no reason why we shouldn't be right with all of the different devices and things that are out there to track it and all that. But if you can just remember to keep a water bottle next to you as much as you can take little sips throughout the day, then that's going to help you stay better hydrated. We like to recommend drink half of your body weight in fluid ounces that's a kind of an easy way to make sure that you're getting the adequate amount of water for you individually, rather than just eight, eight ounce glasses a day. That's very generalized. And if you're exercising, it could be more, if you're not, it could be less. So it just kind of depends on a person by person basis, but kind of generally if you take your weight, divide it by two. That's how many ounces you want to get. We're not talking about pounds of water, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, ounces. So if you, let's, I always like to say, if you are 150 divided by two, and then again, that's how many ounces you need. What is that, Carrie? I'm just trying to think 75, 75, 75. Yeah. I'm not very good at uh mental math, but yeah, <laughs> yeah 75 ounces.
0: Yeah. And that's, I've done, I feel like you have to test out what works best for you too. Cause like, I mean, we we're getting crazy with our water bottles and I know, and I'm yeah. over the top. It's fine like, I think you figure out which ones I'm not kidding. Like if I have a straw sitting next to me, like here, not, not all of you are watching us on this video, but like I have one with a straw. I drink more water when I have the straw just sitting here versus a water bottle that I have to flip a lid. Like it's a fact. I think like finding, like you said, finding what works for you. Some people just get a cup. Like if you drink a cup with ice water more than you drink a cup with a straw, like figure out what works for you and where you drink more. Cause I feel like some of them are really cute. And you sit them next to you, and there's so like much to do that you would be better off with just a cup of water. Mm -hmm. It's crazy how that works.
1: I'm the same way. I have to have a straw. That's just how I do. Yep. Yeah. I don't. It's just easier for me to sip it versus. I don't know why that is. I have no idea why.
0: But I've always been that way. Same. So yeah. But I totally agree. I mean, I even have. I'm I'm crazy about with the kids too, because it is like you know they're at school all day. You've got to have something that's like handy, like. I mean, this is what, you know, back in my day, but we were you weren't allowed to – you seriously weren't allowed to have water bottles at school. Like, there was nothing. Like, no water bottles, no snacks, no nothing. That's I'm so like, bizarre. Do you think about how long of a day you go? Like, when was the last time you went a full day without, like, drinking a lot of water or having one snack? Just crazy to me. Little things. I know. And actually, when we were in school, we weren't allowed to
1: have snacks yeah. or water either. Like, at your desk. You couldn't. It's like – it was seen as a distraction i'm like right. no what's distracting me is i'm thirsty and i'm hungry <laughs> can't
0: <laughs> Focus. That's what's distracting me got no water in my brain thanks right. to you <laughs>
1: which that could be another podcast for <laughs> another day but yes hydration like i've mentioned every single cell needs to stay hydrated it needs water you need water you've heard of this your body's made up of 75% water it's true yeah <laughs> so replenishing it is just going to give you the energy that you need so that You can maybe even exercise a little bit more. Your performance is better when you're hydrated. Therefore, you can get to that point of your muscles, that point of fatigue and exhaustion to help them build. So it's just, there's not going to be a downside of staying hydrated. Totally agree. So there you have it. Yep. Our top five things, consume enough protein, strength train, make sure you get in your rest days and, you know, sleep, try to sleep at least six to eight hours a day. Neat as Carrie Calls it, which I've heard of that too, but non exercise activity thermogenesis, if you
0: want the long form of it, and then again staying properly hydrated and I think like you know and that's five tips, and I know yeah. you've heard these a million times, but the thing you have to do with those five tips is consistently do them, mm-hmm. like it's great if you i mean you know you can't implement them for one day and expect to change the world, yeah. So while these five are great, if you only can, if you take away one and implement it consistently for a month, that's better than take away five and doing it two days a week. Yep. You got to find what works for you and how you can implement it. So consistency, you know, these five things consistently are what's going to, what's going to get you to that, your results. That's what's going to help you lose that fat. That's what's going to help you maximize your muscle gain. Say that five times fast. Right? I can't even say it (laughs) once. It's late, people. It's late. It is. By late, <laughs> I mean it's like nine. <laughs> so yes, we're gonna shamelessly plug our program right here because it's perfect opportunity to do so. Mm-hmm. Be- but if you could tell how passionate Bailey and I are about this, we love customization because we do know that these generic thrown out numbers are they're a great guide. I'm not saying don't do anything, but we love to customize it. So we just recently started a VIP postpartum coaching program. So this, you don't have to be newly postpartum. We're calling it postpartum because a lot of the women we coach do have kids. I mean, this is from anywhere from like six weeks to 16 years. Like once you're postpartum, you're postpartum and you are living in a world where you're busy with kids of all life stages. So we just launched a new program where we are taking, we only take on 10 new new women a month. And that's just because the onboarding is obviously a little bit more more time, if you will. So, uh, but what we're doing is we're taking on 10 women each month to fully customize the plan for them. So that's figuring out your nutrition goals. That's telling you how much protein you need to take. That's helping you, like we just named off these five. That's figuring out, that's look, taking a look at your day and figure out, all right, what can we change? How can we change it? And how, we, how can we help you consistently implement those things over and over again? So it's an eight-week program. Um, and in those eight weeks, that's what we do. It's not a detox, not a crash diet. We're not going to be doing anything crazy. It's really figuring out how we can implement the tools that we know work into your lifestyle for you. And we're like, really, we're really excited about it because we do, you know, we love our online programs. We love doing podcasts. We really love customizing programs. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. If you're interested in that, we will put the link in the show notes too. So you can kind of check that out. And then, of course, we always have our, online Fit Mom on 30 program. So if you're not looking for customization, but you're looking for some really good strength training program that changes every month, we got you covered. And there's a seven-day free trial. So if you're like, don't really know what that looks like, try it out for seven days and see. Yeah. You don't need a lot of equipment. We kind of keep it so that you can use lightweights, heavyweights, bands, like whatever you have. So simple and good um, in 30 minutes or less. You know it. So with that, though, we have one more fun thing.
1: (laughs) One more thing. As you guys know, if you've listened to us before, we always ask our guests, what is a messy mom moment or moment? Just to keep things light, keep things fun. So we have one from a listener that Carrie is going to read. We're not going to say names, but we're going to start doing this when it's just Carrie and I reading what we think was the top messy mom
0: moment of the week. I was sent in. This is definitely one. (laughs) We're going to call her Jay. Yeah, Jay. (laughs) Jay. (laughs) All right. This is very nasty and awesome at the same time. Okay, so here we go. It's 2.30 a.m. and my husband is traveling for work. And I wake up to my three-year-old crying. So I go into his bedroom and there were multiple piles of puke in the bed. I can like picture this as it's happening. At which sometime he rolled in and on the floor. Ew. Like, I mean, I know. Chaotic situation. It's chaotic anyway. This is the best part. When I asked him what happened, he told me the dog did it. The dog that was sleeping with me. Cute. <laughs> so the dog that was sleeping in her bed, her three year old said, made the mess. That was Poor all over dog his crib. I know. What the dogs, dogs are for, for, everything. for everything. They really do. Oh, I can't imagine. Why does everything happen when your husband travels? To you? Like I feel because, like that would have that would have never happened if he was home. I know. I don't know why that is, no, and either. especially
1: in the middle of the night, it's always 2:30. in the middle of the night. That's when the when you're like, the, yep, half awake.
0: Kids, something goes wrong, or the smoke detectors battery goes dead. That's what uh, happens in the middle of the night, every night, always, every time. I don't get it. I don't either. Uh, yes, that is a messy, truly one.
1: messy mom moment.
0: That is a good one. <laughs> Thank you, Thanks Jay, for sharing. sending that in. <laughs> Sharing I can
1: feel that just from Carrie reading. Oh,
0: it. I can too. <laughs> I could feel it as I was reading it, and I'm sure mm. a lot of other moms can relate. Mm. Oh, I'm sure too. All right, mamas. Well, that's what we have for you for today. We hope you took something away from this. You know, we're always here for questions, whatever you have. So, if any of those tips resonated with you, please let us know. And also, if you have questions about them, we would love to help you out. We do have that program that just started in March. So. If it's something you're interested in, as always, reach out. And that's it. Until next time, mamas, we'll see you then. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. You can find us on Instagram at and 30 That's F-I-T-M-A-M-A-I-N-3-0. And let us know what you liked about this episode. We love hearing your feedback and what is resonating with you.
1: You can always find the links and resources mentioned in the show on our website, www.fitmamain30.com, along with our programs for prenatal, postnatal, and beyond. Until next time, bye mamas.